This is Better Days podcast, um, covering things that are not uh, from this year. <laughs> no, uh, no current talk, since the current talk is no fun, so we're going to talk about Better Days. Today's topic, uh, Mr. Will Ferrell, the famous actor, comedian, uh, baseball player, uh, producer, executive producer, creator of things, and all around. He was a caster. He was a race car driver. He's yeah. done a lot. All around Mr. Funny Man, yeah. Will Ferrell, who was one of our favorite actors, comedians, slash all that um, when we were teenagers. Yes. We decided to dedicate a whole episode to Mr. Will Ferrell. It's the least we can do. So, we'll start with the early days. Will Ferrell was born. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, the early days. I got that info if you want it. I, I, mean, I, I, <laughs> I mean, people can go to Wikipedia if they really want. He was born in the, what, 60s, I'm assuming? I think he's 53. 67. He's 53. 53. John. His birthday. His birthday was a few days ago, July 16th. Yeah. Well, happy 53rd birthday, Mr. So John William Farrell was born July 16, 1967, Irvine, California. He's a West Coast boy. West Coast, West Coast born and raised. And that's where it originally started, the Groundlings, the second city of the West Coast. That's where he got his feet wet. Yes. Was doing so we'll, that stuff. So we'll start with how everybody was introduced. Most everybody was introduced to Will Farrell was uh, Saturday Night Live. Um, and uh, this was, uh, Will Ferrell was one of the, um, first comedians after one of the greatest casts, in my opinion, uh, the early nineties, the late eighties, early nineties cast with Sandler, Spade, Farley, Chris Rock, Mike Myers, Kevin Nealon, Norm Macdonald, like one of the greatest. And I'm sure we'll dedicate an episode to that era of Saturday Night Live at some point. Um, but I just remember that was my favorite era of Saturday Night Live. And then all of a sudden, Sandler wasn't on it anymore. Farley wasn't on it anymore. Um, maybe Spade. I can't remember who exactly left in the middle of that season. And then there's this, these new couple new people, Will Ferrell and Sherry O'Terry and Chris Kattan. I remember vividly like seeing that opening like theme with the new like the new cast. I was like, who who the hell are these people? They just I don't know. Even like their look, they just didn't I don't know. They seemed like they didn't fit with the rest of that cast at first. Um, but boy, were we wrong. Yes, we were. Um, and I'm trying to remember like one of his first like really popular sketches where, you know, Mr. Farrell st stood out. Obviously, the cheerleaders is like. I was going to say that. That's the first thing that comes to my head. I'm not sure if that was the first or one of the first. Um, but I mean, the cheerleaders and uh, later on, you know, George Bush, I think he's more he's more uh, recognized for too. Is there anything you can think of like right off the top of your head? Like a, um, like a super like reoccurring one. I know there's a lot of one. I mean, the famous cowbell one is probably the one oh. that he really lives in infamy. Of course. The cowbell one. And then there's the, 
the 9-11 one where he's patriotic and he's wearing like a g-string of the american flag and he's trying to pass it off as being patriotic and he's just like putting his bulge on people and like um <clears throat> there's the there's the dog one where he's basically like he just gives verbal abuse to your dog to uh i i think i mean i think that's that's where will ferrell shines like uh he does have some reoccurring like characters but I think just Will Ferrell's just random one-off, like you just, like all you just said, like the, the patriotic guy and the, the, the dog and um, just like the, like just the, the one-offs where it was just odd. And I think that's why Will Ferrell shined because he was one of the older guys right off the bat, wasn't he? The, the oldest cast member, he at least looked the part, but then there's just. Yeah, that's that West Coast fun, man, on the white really, skin. Yeah, just really yeah. dry, wacky humor that, was opposite of the over-the-top Farley, Sandler, uh, Dana Carvey, Mike Myers characters. I think that was the shift. The, the humor kind of shifted from, from that cast to the, the late 90s cast. Well, uh, the, the thing about the beloved early 90s cast that's near and dear to us and our generation is it wasn't near and dear to like anybody else, really. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam Sandler was fired for basically not being funny. That's basically what happened. Uh, Chris Farley started like being high all the time. And basically like, if you see some of his later episodes, he, he's just like messed up screaming, falling down. I mean, that's what he did anyway, but it was just like, Oh, I'm going through my routine. He was a mess. And they wanted to do an overhaul. Like the guy who was in charge of NBC and obviously it was a big mistake because look at what Adam Sandler went on to do. Um, I think it was one of those things where, like, the audience liked it, but, like, the suits didn't like it. It was too edgy. It was too, like, sexual. It was too out there. So they they did an overhaul, and they brought in new people. They kept on Spade. They kept on Tim Meadows to anchor it. And then, yeah, it was Will Ferrell, Sarah Terry, Chris Kattan, uh, dude from Kids in the Hall, Daryl Hammond, who played Bill Clinton. He had a good career. Mm-hmm. And they kind of eventually – I mean, they had Mad TV launched at that time to kind of take them out so – I mean, it was, it was considered the second golden age, pretty much. The golden age is the 70s. Then the Phil Hartman one, which is like uh, the late 80s. People don't look at the Adam Sandler. I mean, after the fact, they do. But at the time, it's like, this is trash. Well, it, and yeah. It, we're talking about... Not me. You're right, because we were like pre-teens. Teens you do an opera man, and people are like, what the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, as kids, we loved it. But I could see... Now, now what... We're going to cover this again at one point because I want to discuss like all of Saturday Night Live or just, you know, the 90s and up. So, but yeah, so that just shows the transition. Um, But you're right. Um, I remember after the fact, like watching a couple of documentaries that even like the ratings tanked. But to us as kids, it was awesome. You know, just goofy ass Sandler, goofy ass Farley. And I think I can't remember if the movies like Tommy Boy and Billy Madison, if that was after they left or before they left, but obviously. Farley Farley was still on SNL when he made Tommy Boy. And I think Adam might have made Billy Madison, but. Anyway. Will Ferrell's Madison. That's a preview to another one. Yeah, Will Ferrell's Madison right now because we're not talking enough about him. Uh, So back to that. Yeah, so I think, yeah, there was a shift, but that late 90s cast 
Now, I mean, we didn't pay attention to ratings as kids, but I think that era did well. It's considered a golden age of, yeah. of SNL. It really is. Yeah. And he, yeah. he left – I mean, yeah, he was pretty much the next Sandler in terms of obviously the most famous and the one who you kind of tuned in for. Like, what crazy skit is Will Ferrell going to be in? Um, so he lasted, what, about five years, six years? Um, I have my prep, my notes. Oh. 1995 to 2002. So seven years. <coughs> 2002. And I guess you should have done more prep. Did, you, did he leave for yes, movies? On, on his so own. He didn't, he didn't get fired. No, he left on his own accord. I don't think they wanted him to leave. Mm -hmm. but, um, but he saw that uh he saw that movie money well he made anchorman in 2004 and i mean his first he was in a lot of movies that were like not very well received he was in not at the roxbury he was in that uh superstar movie um a lot oh, of I love looking, that movie huh i love that movie uh the ladies man he oh I've, yeah i've seen that movie like 10 times and he those movies are like crappy comedies i mean they're funny you watch them on video like at the time or like, now. like but they were perfect for our age like right we were stoners but just like that stoner young Silliness. didn't make i mean yeah obviously probably critics hated it and even looking back today they're probably you know dumb you know pointless movies it's something you'd watch on tv like and not like invest in right. but will ferrell in all three of those movies was dynamite yeah. Like his, his, he was the highlight of the ladies' man. He was the highlight of, uh, fuck, sorry, uh, the Molly Shannon movie. Superstar. Superstar. He was the highlight of that. He was like yep. the boy, he was a love interest. And he was the highlight of, uh, what did you say? Yeah. <clears throat> but, he, uh, he, he, wasn't he Chip the dancer? Look at his dance moves. He's doing like the robot. Yes. Yes. And then, obviously, I think his biggest breakout role, his first bit breakout role, was Frank the Tank in Old School. Yes. That Frank was the Tank. Yes. Frank the Tank. Frank the Tank. He was in Austin Powers, remember? He had a very yeah. viral role. I'm just pointing out his early, like, like him getting into Hollywood. Yeah. I think he was Mustafa. He was yeah. the, 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 the minion who couldn't die, who wouldn't die. He was in multiple, he was in two Austin Powers movies, and then he's in just these random indie films they look like. But uh, yeah, Old School put him on the map. Old School made him a household name that's streaking him, streaking his nasty ass running through the quad. Snoop Dogg's people about to mess him up because he's not getting too close to him. <laughs> like, back uh, and beyond. Only if we have time. I don't know if we're going to have time. <laughs> so good. What's, what's funny about that is that really showcased like everything he was doing on SNL in the movie, pretty much. Yeah. His wild, eccentric mood swings, his craziness. But then, like, just weird, wacky, like, uh, weird, wacky is a, a, a pretty broad term. Just like the, um, he wasn't, he was all, like, he just played the middle. He played, you know, a character that had violent outbursts, but was also down to earth and didn't make sense and that's a man child the likable unlikable guy he's a man child yeah he's like some guy who never grew up that was like 
like in uh, Step Brothers. He's basically probably, that was probably like another every Will Ferrell kind of like showcase is just this like grown man who's just like infantile, but still at the same time likable. But then his first, um, uh, without looking at notes, I'm assuming after that, his, the biggest, his first. I'm looking at porn. Okay. The leading role, Anchorman. The yes. legend of Ron Burgundy. And that was his, was that his first um, creation with uh, Adam McKay? I believe so. He, he uh, Apatow, I think, produced it. Okay. Apatow is involved in it, but yeah, he wrote it. And that's something he wrote like years before, either some skit or something, and they turned it into a movie. And that that solidified his, uh, I mean, old school was an ensemble kind of comedy. You had Vince Vaughn and you had Luke Wilson, who at the time were like notable people and now like no one would probably recognize him on the street. Mm-hmm. Um, Vince Vaughn looks sketchy, man, in a curb. But uh, anyway, like that Anchorman was pretty much, that was him. Like he was the driving force. I mean, yeah, he had Paul Rudd. Yeah, he had uh, David Koechner. But that was all him. That was like like, a, like an hour and a half Will Ferrell SNL skit. And it was just marvelous. It was gold. It was. It I mean, was so, so many quotes, so many catchphrases. I mean, that, that probably led the, the catchphrase of that whole decade. Yeah. And then uh, you had uh, Talladega Nights after that, which was very popular. I, I'm not, that's not really a favorite of mine, though. For some reason, it doesn't really resonate with me yeah. as the others. I think, I think it wasn't as well of a, a movie as a whole, but in terms of like, like, again, like the catchphrases and the, you know, his, his interactions with John C. Riley's character with, um, and Sasha Baron yeah. Cohen's funny. Yeah. But in terms of like, what, what's most memorable from that movie? I'm just saying, uh, well, what's most memorable from that movie is probably, uh, yeah. Like you said, him and John C. Riley. That's like the dinner scene. Yeah, the baby Jesus or yeah. <laughs> his dad or the guy who played his dad was great. And the kids. Or pot dealing grandpa. He's like, oh, they're my grandkids. So. Yeah, the grandkids. So that was yeah. two, two blockbusters. What was after that? After I can't look at my notes, okay? Step, so uh, I'm guessing Step Brothers. I don't know if that uh, was the next one. Step Brothers was 2008. In between that, I mean, I could be wrong. That was 2006 well, was Talladega Nights. So I guess it might have been Step Brothers after that. I know he did that ice skating movie. Remember uh, Blaze of Glory with Napoleon Dynamite? Yeah. I like that, but it wasn't like people don't regard that as one of his best films. Now, I... It had the silliness that we're talking about, though. It just, I don't know. I was not a fan of Step Brothers right away. Whoa. Seriously, like, no, on, the, on first watch. <laughs> wow on first watch and i've i've it's an unpopular opinion but it's not the first time i've heard that well i watched it with my dad and he's got a good sense of humor and he's like this isn't even a movie this is just some like thing i'm like whatever, whatever. i think that's because it was it was you know john c Riley again and it was just a it was a departure it just went way to the right in terms of like you just said it was just really it really took the silliness to the next level. And after rewatch, it's like, holy crap. Not once you knew what it was, it's like, all right, this movie's hilarious. Yeah. Just like the whole, like you said, the man child thing. Do you remember? Uh, I think after that though, he did semi pro. Did you like semi pro? It was pretty close. 
pretty close. So in that era, you had Step Brothers, The Blaze of Glory, and Semi Pro. And that was like. I think, you know, I think the blockbusters, so Anchorman and Talladega Nights. I think the further away you, de- you depart from those, the more, like you said, sillier and just not as good of a movie as a whole. They, they, they turn into like cult comedy movies as opposed yeah. to easily digestible comedy for everybody. And so those movies, like I said, I think like once you watch it the first time, it's like, this is kind of like dumb, silly. But then like, once you know what it is and rewatch and rewatch it, it gets funnier. Now, that's how Step Brothers was for me. Um, also hype. We got to remember like the, the promotion machines behind these. You know, you look forward to, a, you know, another Will Ferrell, John C. Riley movie for months. And then it's something that you didn't think it was, which is kind of how every movie is now with hype. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I liked, but then like, I would call them my, like more cult films were you know, the semi-pro and the blaze of glory. They're funny but I don't think they're as good of a movie as a whole. I shouldn't say good. That's, that's not the right term. Um, but I think that's Will Ferrell and his company his whoever his co-writers and producers and all that chose to go that route as opposed to the blockbuster, you know, easily digestible comedy. And I think that's why he's kind of faded over time. What about like uh, the obvious desperate attempts at a blockbuster where you pair them with Kevin Hart and Get Hard, where it's just basically an hour and a half of rape jokes, or then you pair them with you know what I watched that that movie and I don't remember that movie at all. It's basically like in in like thirty seconds to ten seconds, rich guy gets set up for a crime, is afraid of getting raped in prison. Kevin Hart is. like this guy who runs a car wash, he thinks he's black. He doesn't think he's black. He's black, so he assumes he's like a criminal. Kevin Hart is like, I'm going to teach you how to survive in prison. Everything's like about getting raped. Ha, ha, ha. It gets like to the point where it's not funny anymore. Mm-hmm. But Will Ferrell doesn't play that a mad anger person. He plays that lame white guy, like, you know, just like not with it, lame, nerdy. Like he played it. You see the other guys? Like I thought the other guys was really good. That was his first pairing with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. So that that, was, that's kind of what, okay. and, and uh, daddy's home. That was with Mark Wahlberg. But that, okay, so. We're jumping around a lot. So The other guys, as I, I lumped that in with a blockbuster because it was a blockbuster. It made a lot of money yeah. and it was well-received. It was him and Mark Wahlberg. But like daddy's home, his second pairing with Mark Wahlberg and then his Kevin Hart pairing. Those are like desperate attempts to be like mainstream kind of. Like, you got a black guy, and then you got this nerdy white guy, and then they're in prison. I mean, it's just like a cliche kind of thing. Same thing. Mark Wahlberg is a stepdad. He's a badass. Will Ferrell's his nerdy dad. Like, or he's Will Ferrell's a stepdad. He's nerdy. No one loves him. Mark Wahlberg's a deadbeat dad. Shows up. He's a badass. They learn, like, how to be friends through a bunch of uh, crazy things that happen. I mean, it's just like, it's forced, man. Like, it's lazy. It's uh, that Those movies don't have that silliness to them. Those movies are more like Hollywood formulate form formulas. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, I don't know. It got to a point where he can't lead a movie by himself. He has to have some other guy with him. I mean, you know, Daddy's Home was more of like a mainstream family kind of film, not like a Will Ferrell, Adam McKay, like crazy, you know, skit movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now, I know he did some 
quote unquote serious movies, but I couldn't tell you. He just did Downhill with uh, Julia Dreyfus, and that was not well received. I'm looking at this Metacritic score, it's a 43. And uh, I think it was one of those independent films, so it didn't get like a big release. Uh, I, some somewhere I want to say some sort of remake from an old film, mm-hmm. but it's supposed to be just really bad. Maybe a dark comedy, more of a drama. Uh, not good. And then he made Everything Must Go. That I like that. I think that was well received. Yeah, Again, that's that was, one where he sells everything. He's accused of rape because he's alcoholic. Yeah. I mean, like his wife locks him out of the house, and everything's on the lawn. The Torius B.I.G. son's in it. He's like the the kid that's riding around. Uh, that basically be, they become friends and hang out. That wasn't a blockbuster, but it wasn't meant to be. It was like an indie film. Like some films aren't meant to be. Yeah. I mean, you got Will Ferrell and Kevin Hart in a movie that's meant to be a blockbuster. You got some Will Ferrell in some movie where it's basically him on his lawn and it costs like a million dollars. Not meant to be a blockbuster. Mm-hmm. So then, <laughs> and he also did um, uh, voice acting, which. I mean, I don't know if you get credit for being voice actor. Sure you do. But sure I mean, credit, but in terms of like the movie and the role. Yeah. Um, but he was... Uh, you the Oblogs? Did you watch the Oblogs? Yeah. I don't remember that. I remember, I remember it, but I don't think I ever watched it. He was a dad and he had like no arms and legs. Not that that's funny, but just it was just his voice. And, I don't know. Yeah. Was, they had like yeah, I remember that now. I don't know if I ever watched family. it. Probably have better stuff to do, like unlike me. <laughs> yeah. uh, I just know his voice of the President Business in the Lego Movie, and then the voice of Mega Mind. Mega Mind. Um, I think he was. Didn't he do some like Family Guy appearances? I don't know. I think everyone's done Family Guy at some right. point. So I, mean, but probably Will Ferrell can go down as like if you look look at his 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 movie career as a whole. Not too good in terms of like how well the movies are received. Yeah, I oh, had, we, you know what we failed to mention what another failure the um, the um, Sherlock Holmes Holmes and Watson Holmes and Watson. I was saving that. I was saving that. I was in, I was up my sleeve. And well, then in my opinion, the other failure, Anchorman Two. No, one second. We're going to talk about that one second. Okay, all right, I, had, all right. I had this piece of paper and I can't find it, but it was the trajectory of his box office success uh-huh. from when he started till now. And it's like that. What, up and down? Can you see up. it with the thing up? Yeah, like a roller coaster. Yeah. Basically, it peaks like in the mid-2000s, then it just goes down, and it's like right here, right now. So that's just how much money it, the movies have made? Yeah, well received. Yeah, okay, yeah financially. Financially. Because, I mean, he made the house, which made no money, and that's, again, some weird – that's him back to being weird and shit. His weird, like, you know, he's mm-hmm. with Amy Poehler – Again, he's some milk toast, lame dad, though. That seemed to be like the role he's been playing. Mm-hmm. Dad bombed. Holmes and Watson bombed. I mean, get hard. I mean, I don't I don't know. I'm not going to look it up. I hope it bombed. <laughs> it didn't deserve success. Now, is him and McKay's partnership still – then they over dissolve? Over and out. They, they, were behind, they produced Eastbound and Down. And he oh, was in Eastbound and Down. That character. What's his yeah. name? The car dealer? Yeah. He's he's gold in that. And they produced uh, Dead to Me. 
on Netflix. That's a great show. I love that. I've watched both seasons. I heard it was canceled. I thought season three, but maybe, final maybe, that, maybe it's not canceled, but like the la- the next season yeah. is going to be the last. That season. yeah. So, but like Funny or Die is disbanding, and Adam McKay they're no longer making movies anymore, which may be why his movies aren't doing well because Adam McKay is his, his golden goose. Adam McKay like because when you think about like him on SNL, he had a lot of funny writers mm-hmm. in that era, and. The, they really he could really work they i mean every documentary i watched it they loved him because he would just he would do anything they wanted him to do mm-hmm. and you know when you got some writers for like a script it might not be as good i don't know i mean adam mckay's done vice adam mckay did the big short uh, oscar yeah, nominations he doesn't know so mckay's latest they're they're more serious yes the vice I was, I was have you seen vice vice is very good i like the big short better okay yeah. i haven't watched the big short i yet. like those just the big shorts really i I enjoyed that movie. I uh, I've seen Vice and I, I really liked Vice and I really think uh, it was good. And I think that's the direction he wants to go. I don't think he wants to make silly movies anymore. Mm-hmm. If you watch like the other guys, which is I think one of the f- final few movies he's made with them, it was about financial crimes. So he was tr- it was he wants to make like political, not just political, but like movies, not just like silly. He's go his art his art's changing. So I mean, and then Will Ferrell makes Sherlock and Holmes and Watson, which is just some nonsense shit. I mean, I don't know. He needs better writers, maybe. I don't know. He wrote that movie on Netflix. Did you watch that? The Eurovision. Yeah. No. Is it? How was that? Again, just, it, it just looked like a film that I would regret watching. But maybe. it's it's okay. <laughs> it, it's 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 humorous. It's funny. Um. Would you die, like, regretting not seeing it? No. Um, I thought it was okay. If I paid, like, you know, 12 bucks to see it in a theater, I might be upset. But, like, seeing it for free on Netflix, which might be the saving grace for him, since it's, like, been the saving grace for Adam Sandler, Mm -hmm. is something that's not, like, that awesome or is weird or has a niche audience. You don't, like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean... He made that other Netflix, Casami Padre or something. It was like all in Spanish. Do you remember that? It's like maybe five years ago. It was like black and white in Spanish, I think. Sounds familiar. I never saw it. But it was basically like some Spanish soap opera. Well, I think, I think it's, I mean, obviously, if you have a career, you know, a 20-year career, they're obviously not going to be. Peaks and valleys. Peaks and valleys. And even Sandler. I guess, I mean, Sandler's movies are very different. Um, but even I know his movies make money. He hasn't had the bombs that Will has had. He's had a few bombs, but not as many as Will. I feel like every Sandler movie bombs. No, no. Like for like a while, like all his movies were making like hundreds of millions of dollars. Well, no, no. There's a difference between making money. I said they did make money, but in terms of like the way the critics. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, God awful. God awful reviews. All of them. Yeah. Will Ferrell has better review track record. Because a Sandler movie is so, like, there's a formula to every Sandler movie. Most, the ones that he makes, the, the his production companies make. Not to get on a thing about Adam Sandler because it's about Will Ferrell, but Adam Sandler creates this world that's not realistic where everything's simplistic. And it's a world that yes. makes people like, like, it's stupid. It's not, I mean, I've seen Grown Ups, I've seen Grown Ups too. They're not bad movies, but they're like, I don't know, they're dumbed down. If They're you really know you're going to be, I think because you're right, because if you know you're going to be in that world, then you like the movie more. 
because you, you know don't that, know what world you're going to be in with Will. Right. You don't, you don't know if it's going to be an hour and a half late 90s SNL skit or you don't know it's going to be some family friendly pair him up with another star and, you know, let's make rape jokes for an hour and a half because that's that's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Did you, he, I, I hate to keep talking about Adam Sandler. Did you see that? Let's just make this an Adam Sandler episode. I watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine. you see that episode where he or, – or do you watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine? I do, but I, he was on – he was on uh, one? Yeah, he was, a, like, the, one of the first seasons. Like, the Andy Samberg's character was doing, like, an auction, and Adam Sandler was there. He goes, hey, how about uh, – he's just typical Sandler. He goes, hey, how about I put a sock in your mouth? <laughs> he goes, oh, Adam Sandler here. What, what are, you, are you taking time? He goes, thanks for dressing up, by the way. So it was like a charity. He's just wearing his Sandler gear. Oh, was really, he was playing himself? Yeah, it's a great clip. But he's like, ah, oh, I'm taking time to, uh, to make, make a serious movie about something. I don't know, about the mafia or something. And, and uh, this, is, this is a great, um, great podcast talk. But um, his character's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> what's Kevin James playing? He goes, no, man, it's a serious movie. He's playing so-and-so. <laughs> I, I, forgot, I think it's like episode 10 first season anyway what adam did that will didn't is he had punch drunk love which was an artsy indie drama kind of creepy movie mm-hmm. and then recently he's had he had the cobbler which i thought i don't know if that people like that i was like i don't want to watch the bosh huh bosh this what no, we gotta move we got back to will's getting i am i am i am i am what he's what he what he's uh what he did that Will needs to do is like okay so he had uncut gems this year nominated for an Oscar Will has never been in a successful right. real successful like drama he never crossed over like Jim Carrey did the same thing I mean most comedic actors eventually start being in serious movies like Robin Williams Will Ferrell has not he did like that Everything Must Go movie but like this downhill thing was a piece of shit apparently so I don't know I mean I can see him playing a serial killer I mean right. <laughs> Yeah, I, it's almost like he needs that that one movie that comeback that comeback that um that was supposed like, to be Anchorman like, 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 like Funny People with Sandler. That was supposed to be Anchorman too. No, 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 I mean like a semi-serious but also funny movie that you know kind of like that movie. Yeah, like a three-hour like comedy yeah. comedy about yeah. relationships and everyone getting high and shit. Just like make remake Funny People. Funny People? That was the name of that movie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Remake Funny People and just put Will Ferrell in there. Just what about Anchorman 2, though? Funny go People 2, starring Will Ferrell. Go to Anchorman 2, though. You hated it. You considered it a bomb. I didn't even finish watching it. So I take it that you didn't watch the two-and-a-half-hour unedited rated R version? I don't know. Okay. I watched it in theaters, and I liked it. I don't know what these people want. What do you expect? It was overhyped. Every sequel is going to be overhyped. You want to recreate nostalgia. You can never recreate it, okay? I thought it was a solid sequel. Now, the two and a half one that I saw, two and a half hour one I saw, I think it was on Netflix or something, rated R, unedited. My God, that is some of the funniest shit. Anchorman, Schmankerman, it's just the funniest shit because they're just like doing whatever they want. And it's funny. And like some scenes go on for like twenty minutes that like they cut. Like it's way better than the version Maybe they put out. Whatever it was, I didn't. I don't know. It just it wasn't. It, it was. It was too far. But just like you said, it was hyped. It could have been a product of hype, and it was something that I didn't expect it was going to be. So I dismissed it. I just thought I mean, it was like, too over the top. Whenever you hear there's like a scary movie, 
Whenever you hear there's a scary movie, that's the scariest movie ever. It's not going to be scary. You're going to go in there going, this isn't scary. Same thing with Anchorman. Oh, that's the greatest comedy of our time. Here comes a sequel. It's not going to be as good. You're going to go in thinking it sucks. But it wasn't even like the same. It wasn't even like the same format. The same. And like I said, it was. I watched it whenever it came out. Whatever, whenever it was released on DVD or whatever, Blu-ray, digital release. Um, but yeah, I couldn't tell you which version I watched. I don't know if I watched the unrated two and a half hour cut or the uh, the, the theatrical release. I think the unrated one was only on Netflix. So if you let you watch it, it on Netflix, I think I rented it. Because I remember I was like dying. I was like dying. Maybe I go back and rewatch it. It's two and a half hours though, and it's rated R. So like, it's like not. It's more. It's they made a PG thirteen for the theaters. Like this is just. It's just way better. It's almost like a shame. Yeah, it's a shame. Like, there's a scene where he goes to the black family's table, and like he's saying like stupid shit, and he like offends everybody. That's like twenty minutes long in the in the R rated one, and it's way more like like just ridiculous. <laughs> But once again, critics hated it and it didn't make any money. Did they hate it though? I thought so. I thought it bombed. The people no, it didn't bomb. It made money. Let me see. I know for a fact it does. It made it made over a hundred million dollars. It cost like hundred and twenty to make, it made like hundred and forty, so it made like a twenty million dollar profit, which isn't what they wanted. The problem was it was too expensive. Make it on a forty million dollar budget, then you got an eighty million dollar profit. Mm-hmm. That's the problem with him. Here's the problem with him. 173 million worldwide. That's not a bomb. How much did it cost? How much did it cost? Is that the cost? Million. Okay, that's uh, what's the profit? Here's the problem though. Here's a that's 123 million dollar profit. Here's the problem is that he'll make a movie that's like expensive. Him and a lot of people do this. It's like Will Ferrell. He's a big star. All the kids love him, right? Mm-hmm. So he'll make a movie that's like 100 million dollars. The cost. And it'll make like 50 or $60 million profit because he's a big star. He's more expensive versus he makes some movie for 20 million and makes 60 million. He's not a failure, but that happens to everybody because once you become a star, you're like $20 million a movie. So the movie's already $20 million in the hole just on you. And then like, if it's not well received, like it's, you just, you basically either make your money back or you're like, you're, I don't know. I guess somehow they make money on demand. I still don't know how they do that. Um, Well, and then pretty much that was his movie career. What, Anchorman? At this point. No, just, I mean, everything we've talked about. He did a stint with, uh, he did an HBO special where he played on every minor league, not every, but. Um, oh, yeah. Like 10 minor league teams. I forgot about that. Um. What else did he do? He did the Anchorman podcast, the Rod Burgundy podcast. Did you listen to any of that? Have you listened to that? No. I think people are tired. I mean, not tired, but either that's a, it's it's lost. He's lost his. Um, I mean, how old is that character? 15? I have a problem with it, not because of Rod Burgundy. I have a problem with it for different reasons. I think it's just like it's just a stupid idea. Yeah. But he has made us laugh many, many, many times. Oh, and then he did the drummer thing with Chad Smith. Oh, was that Conan or Jimmy Fallon? Which one was that? Uh, I think it was Fallon. Okay. Yep. So while he's 
searching for his next, his next, well, like, I mean, I, you think he's going to even, like, his latest thing was still another goofy comedy. His next thing will be on Apple TV, The Shrink Next Door, starring Will Ferrell and none other than the guy you look like, Paul Rudd. Eight-episode limited series based on the Wondery podcast. Um, Michael Showalter, do you know who that is? Yes. So he's, it's going uh, so to be directing good. It. Yeah, he's directing it. And it's uh, a true events that detail a bizarre relationship between a psychiatrist and uh, played by Rudd and a longtime patient played by Farrell. So, I will watch that. Apple TV? <laughs> I will watch that. I'll, I'll find a way to watch that. Even if it's illegally, will we'll watch it. We'll support you. We'll support you, whether you make money off of it or not. That actually sounds good, though, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Paul Rudd. So anything, his latest Netflix series is great. I don't know if it got canceled or, or like he clones him. He doesn't clone himself, but he someone makes a clone of him. Oh wow! No, I haven't checked that out. It's, it's good. It's short. It's like six, seven episodes. Some I don't know, no idea what it's called, but it was good. I recommend it. With Will Ferrell, though, like watching SNL became an event, didn't it? Yes. We'll, yeah, we'll talk just, about the, the good old days, the be, the better days of Will Ferrell, in our opinion. Um, yeah, just man, what cheerleader sketch? Yeah, anytime the cheerleader sketch came on, you know, just there was anytime, one of them. huh? Sorry, not just anytime he was on the screen, just kind of like Sandler and Farley. Anytime they were up, well, not Sandler, anytime Farley, anytime, whatever character he did, it was just, it was great. There's two that come to mind. I can hear myself. There's two that come to mind. There's one where there's a baseball game and the kid's playing baseball and he's just like drinking beer and he's screaming, get out of the damn bag. Get out of the damn bag. That is one of my, well, it started with the shed. Okay. <laughs> it start. It just starts. It's, it's a. It's a. This is talk about like a one-off character. Just a, hey, just grill and talk about you know small talk weather this and that. Hey, can you get off the shed? Yeah. <laughs> what about that? Hey, hey, I said get off the shed. Yeah. And what about Tommy? If I have to tell you one more time, get off the goddamn shed. So, yeah. childish. Oh. And then the exact same character, I drive a Dodge Stratus. I showed that in one of my projects. I had to give a, a presentation, and I showed that. And uh, it's so, like, uncomfortable, but it's funny. I think that's – he created that – not created. He made – that was his shtick. That was his – The genre? Yeah. Uncomfortable. Uncomfortable, at least at that time. Awkward. Does that work anymore? Does, does anything work anymore? I don't know, what does work now? I don't know. Good point. Good point. Um, oh, Bill Brasky. Do you remember Bill Brasky? Bill Brasky was a son of a bitch. <laughs> he just had a fingernail. Like, <laughs> the Bill Brasky. The Bill Brasky to Will Ferrell. Um, I just recommend just going back and – I don't know if it's on demand anywhere, but the best of Will Ferrell DVD at the time, I'm sure it's on Amazon or something. I don't know if it's free. Um, Remember Zoolander? Yes. 
Again, that's an okay movie in my opinion, but his character was the shit. Oh yeah, what was the what was his name? The Mustafa or some shit. Uh, yeah, no Mustafa. That was that was the Austin Powers character, wasn't it? Yeah, you're right. Where he died, he couldn't die. I'm severely badly burned. I'm gonna need some ointment. There's something about him that just made you laugh, made you smile when you saw his face. Yes. I don't know if he's lost that or if he's just not with the right people or what, but. Like, I mean, I, I generally laughed. And, like, uh, the Jeopardy. Celebrity Jeopardy. With him and Norm. Now, Norm McDonald stayed on, too. He was on uh, the Adam Sandler cast I mentioned earlier. He stayed on. Uh-huh. He didn't get fired initially, obviously. He had a nasty exit as well uh, later on. Wow. But, yeah, Burt Reynolds. Uh, Burt Reynolds. Sean Connery, and it was an interchangeable third celebrity that was like the host. Well, Will Ferrell was always the host. I mean, like the host of the SNL. Like oh, the yeah, yeah. Third contestant was whoever the host was playing somebody. Yeah. yeah. That was some great stuff. Well, I recommend anybody go and check out any Will Ferrell skit. I don't know how you can. I'm sure it's locked down by some streaming service, but if you have it, Go watch some Saturday Night Live starring Will Ferrell because it's all good stuff. It's probably on that Peacock thing. Is that supposed to be free, right? Probably. I can't keep track anymore. It only costs your soul. Yeah, it only costs your, your social security number that Chinese hackers are going to steal. Say, hey, you get a free 30-day trial. Just give us everything about you. Yep. Give us a blood sample. All right. Anyway. Well, he was... He was a very powerful force on us growing up with funny shit. Yes. So, and I feel obligated to still support him today. That's that's all I'll say about Will Ferrell because he gave me years of laughter. Thank you, Will, for the years of laughter, and I hope we've helped your career. I've been, you know, if you could hear our laughs every night, that didn't make any sense. But I want to laugh in a jar and send it to him so he can listen to it. What did you say? Typical little barrel. All right. Um, we'll discuss. So we haven't talked about what next week. Next week. Next uh, episode is going to be, but I'm sure it'll be a good one. Tool. We'll do Saturday Night Live at some point, but uh, Tool. Do Tool next week. Tool. All right. Tool. Do a Tool or do a Tool album. You get like real niche with it. Hmm. That would be the surprise for next time. Oh, a cliffhanger. Check out same pod time, same pod channel link. Like the end of the Sopranos just went black. What what happened? Bye.